Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Rant and Grow. I'm your host, Tulio Sergusa, and today I am joined by Ty Brown, who is uh, recording all the way from, where are you, in Malaysia? Where are you, Ty? Uh, close. I'm in Thailand, a little island Thailand. called Copenhagen. Nice. Well, welcome to the show, to the podcast. I'm excited to speak to you today about a topic that I think a lot of people are going to find interesting that a lot of people are very curious about, and that is dreams and interpreting dreams. I got to tell you, some of my dreams are like epic series. They're continuing on for years. So hopefully we can unravel some of that and share some tips for those listening. But before we do, please, Ty, introduce yourself. Tell us all about you. Yeah, my name is Tyrone or Ty Brown. I'm a dream time and mindfulness coach. Um, I'm a background in yoga, meditation, energy, healing, and shamanism. And of course, the dream world as well. <laughs> and uh, do you want me to share how I also got introduced into the dreams? Did you... Yes, absolutely. Okay. Love to understand how, that ha- what, how this became your thing. Yeah, so how this became my thing, it's just something that just fell into my lap. So since an early age, and, and I've met other people that that are also what I like to call now activated dreamers, which we can all be. Uh, But those people that are paying attention to their dreams, a lot of them have had dream recall since an early age. Uh, Not always, but for me, call from an early age, maybe four or five of my first memories of dreams. And uh, from there, throughout my childhood, dreams were just something that always stood out to me. Then when I was 14, and I had no direction around this or any support or guidance around this. It was just myself as a kid realizing there's this whole other world that happens when I sleep. And it felt like there was something to it. And then when I was 14, I discovered a, an esoteric store that just sold books on dreams and astral travel and self-help and healing and crystals, things I had not yet been exposed to. And so I found a dream book there. And that, as a 14-year-old kid, just really just excited me that, wow, there is something to this. And people have written books about it. Uh, So from that point on at 14, that's when I started interpreting my dreams. I'm now 41. Um, So from there, just interpreting my dreams my whole life, friends and family would often come to me and ask me to to interpret their dreams because they knew it was a, a skill that I had developed. And eventually one day, you know, I just, I just felt it come as a, a strong, Mm, a strong just impulse from my soul, I'd like to say, is to just share this with the world. And the motivation behind that is that I realized how many people in, in our Western world or just modern world see dreams as uh, often as just a coincidence uh, when something you, know, you dream about happens the next day or just write off dreams as just, um, just random, basically, just as a random occurrence of the mind and the mainstream psychological approach to it is that it's a clearing of the mind um, and the brain and sorting information. However, I realized that there's so much more to it. And I realized from an early age, I was getting guidance and that guidance that that I've followed through my life has actually really helped my life in in many ways and just finding clarity around certain topics, um, getting inspiration where I need inspiration and pointing out mental like subconscious blocks that I had so that I could address them. Um, So that's kind of the long-winded answer of of how this fell into my lap. Interesting. Fascinating. Okay. So 
had a very early interest in understanding dreams. Then you came across a bunch of books and content around it. Some of it's esoteric, but also, would you say, have you looked into some of the scientific reasons behind it? I mean, there's always the naysayer, right? There's always yeah. the believers who say, yes, I totally understand. You know, um, when we sleep, we're actually one-tenth dead. We're recycling, but we're actually uh, tapping into the aspect of ourselves that we're unconsciously aware when we're awake. And then there's those people who are like, God, ah, it's all random. It's chemical, blah, 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 right? So how do you deal with some of those no- naysayers? who just perhaps don't fully understand what what dreams are all about. Yeah. Can you give us a little bit more about how you came to not only understand that they're guides and uh, opportunities to learn something or to overcome something, but also there was some science behind it? Yeah, it's, it's always good to look at the science in, in all things, especially when it comes to like alternative healing uh, and things that maybe have not been scientifically researched as much or in the more recent future or more recent present. Um, so with, with dreams, yeah, the science of it is, it's always good to know and understand and, and see what parts of the brain are being activated. Um, you know, that's all like knowledge and wisdom, but really what it comes down to is, is this something that can help me? And so when someone is maybe a little bit more skeptical, like, dreams are just random. Can you really get anything from them? That's where I say, just try it for yourself. Be your own scientist. Listen, look at your dreams and try this approach to interpreting your dreams and just see with an open mind if there's any helpful information there. And if there is, then great, then it's worthwhile. And if not, then just disregard it. Now, some people, they have these epic dreams they know they had them. They know what happened, but can't recall exactly once they wake up. They can't describe exactly what happened. In fact, that happens to me a lot of times. Like, I, it's vivid while it's happening. I'm clear on what was happening, but then I can't um, describe what the heck was happening the next day when I wake up. Why does that happen? Yeah, well, and there could be multiple reasons. And you know, one of the reasons is just we're not really paying attention to our dreams. So there might be an aspect of the mind that's just not remembering them as much as we could because we're not doing anything with them. Now, this is just my own theory on this specifically. There's no science behind that. But this has been my own experience in working with myself and other students. Um, But once you turn your attention to dreams, and one of the helpful tools, the most easy thing to do to start remembering dreams more, and to remember them when you wake up, is literally to just start journaling them. And I like to say to get a dedicated dream journal, uh, reason being that some of us will have journals that we use to take notes and just kind of write out our thought process throughout the day. However, a dedicated dream journal by your bed is giving you a conscious and a subconscious trigger, a physical trigger, an object you're gonna see by your bed, your dream journal, to just trigger that memory that, oh yes, I'm gonna start remembering my dreams, I'm gonna start journaling my dreams, and also just a soft, gentle intention before going to bed. I'd like to remember my dreams, or I love remembering my dreams and journaling them in the morning. It's just setting that intention, the intention with the dream journal, and that alone can start to bring back more dream recall. Interesting. So, like anything, when we're awake, without intentionality, we don't really achieve anything, right? So, what? I, this is an interesting 
I never thought of that. Like most of us just sort of like, oh, I had a dream. That was nice. I don't remember the details. But with that intention, without actually creating a space to remember, i.e. this ritual of having a journal and a piece of uh, pen ready to take notes and actually setting the intention before going to bed, then it seems as though that could create a new vehicle to capture some some new thoughts. So let's talk about a little bit about, I want to hear some unique stories, like crazy stories, if you have any of them to share with the people you work with. Uh, Any examples of recurring dreams and why do some dreams recur like they're the same dream all over and over and over is it just the opportunity to be presented with something we have to work on and that we're sort of not paying attention to or is it something else is it because i had bad food i don't know (laughs) just what's the reason behind recurring dreams yeah it's that special sauce and the no that's uh so what what it is 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 you actually touched on it and that's there's a theme something that we're not paying attention to that that's really just present in our mind. So uh, I like to say that the, the language of a predominant thought pattern. So whatever your predominant thought patterns, meaning whatever thought patterns are running in your mind from day to day, whether you're conscious of them or there's more deeper in the subconscious, whatever the most prevalent thoughts are and beliefs, that's what's going to show up in your dream. So if there's something that's really um, present, and running through your mind, it's showing up in your dreams and it might come up, come up as a reoccurring theme that you keep having until one day you're like, okay, let's see, maybe I can discover something and learn something from this dream and just start taking notes and we can touch more on, on that process if you'd like and a little bit. Yeah, I, look, uh, let's go right into it. I'm, I'm afraid to expose this dream, but I'm going to do it anyway because I, I don't mind being vulnerable and figuring out what's going on. Oh. So I have had <clears throat> this recurring epic dream for years where it's like the end of the world, whether it's happening through a deluge or some kind of fire attack. And I am literally running and searching for my family members to escape this reality. And the dream never ends. It's just me constantly searching and finding them, grabbing them. But there's no specific goal of where we're going to go. But there's this impending sort of doomsday thing that's about to happen. And I have to go save them all. What does that mean? Yeah. Well, (laughs) thanks for being open and sharing that, sharing a a glimpse into your subconscious. (laughs) Um, So, you know, a lot of people have dreams like this and might actually see it as as a prophetic dream. I'm not saying this is at all. This is just a little side note. And so... A lot of times when these dreams happen where it seems like it's the end of the world, there's a big tsunami or tornado, it's often thought of as, oh my gosh, is this a prophetic dream? Meaning, is this something that's going to happen? Is this foretelling the future? Uh, Most of the time, these dreams are not prophetic. They're not foretelling the future. Uh, But a lot of times, you know, what these dreams evoke and the main core of of what your dream is telling you is the feeling that it's evoking. So if you want to go there, you know, what's the core feeling of this dream? If you can recall that. Well, this overwhelming sense that I, I'm responsible for the people I love. Okay. And I got, I got to save them. Yeah. 
And so what I like to ask before I offer anything up, is there anything in this dream that you might, you feel might be a message or be the reason behind the dream for yourself? And if not, that's okay. The way I've interpreted it over the years is just maintain vigilance. You know, don't take your family members for granted. Always look out for them. And to be a warrior for my family, that's the way I've interpreted it. It's, It's almost become like a validation that, you know, uh, as if I'm, am I doing enough? And the dream is sort of almost like a validation. Yes, you are, because you're always vigilant and you always find them in every one of these dreams. I always find them. Uh, that's sort of how I've interpreted okay. it. There was times like, could this be prophetic? But I was like, I don't know. It's probably not. But, um, but there may be a deeper meaning that I'm not aware of. That could be a part I'm not aware of. So that's why I'm curious yeah, to that's hear the, what you that's think. The beautiful thing about dreams is that there can often be multiple facets to the dream, um, you know, multiple lessons and there's no right or wrong. Really, Anything you can grab from it that's actually helpful and supportive like you've done where you found that it's validating and confirming, you know, that, that you are doing enough, that you're taking care of your family. So that's a beautiful thing to gather from that. Uh, another thing for me, when I see a dream like this is, is reflecting on it. So if this were my dream, uh, and that's one of the language we use when helping someone else with their dream is taking ownership. I know it might be something different for you, but if this were my dream, I would see it as um, some anxiety, um, per- perhaps some stress or s- some worries, some fears around, you know, the things you were just saying. You know, am I taking care of my family? I'm you know, constantly searching for them. It's the end of the world. A lot of the end of the world dreams are some sort of anxiety or stress uh, and it might be just anxiety, stress around making sure your family's okay and, and wanting to make sure. They're okay. Mm. Um, yeah, I would definitely say there's some uh, truth to that. Uh, that is definitely always top of mind for me. But uh, but I never connected it to anxiety or stress. And it might very well be. Yeah. Okay, so let's, so let's assume I just realized, oh my goodness, I have anxiety and stress about taking care of my family but there's no sign or reason to have that so it's self-imposed in a way and the dream is showing me this self-imposed stress and anxiety that's probably not serving me well because it is causing some tension in the dream which is perhaps a mirror if i'm looking at it as if i'm looking at it for somebody else's sake so it's giving me a mirror of this is not healthy, dude. You're kind of stressing and, and have anxiety over something you don't need to have because here in the dream, you find them all the time. So every time they're always taken care of. Why are you stressing and having anxiety over this? So, okay, so let's say I get that message. Then, then is there a way to go back into the dream to reverse that? Yeah. Oh, do I have to do the work in the, what I call the real world? Yeah, I would say both. But yes, you can definitely go back into the dream. And one way to do that is when you wake up from the dream, or if it's a dream you haven't had in a while, but you still feel it's present, you can just close your eyes and visualize yourself back in the dream. So let's just say, you though, you wake up from the dream and, and you just close your eyes and just visualize yourself back in the dream. And sometimes you might slip right back into it and now be lucid, be it aware that you're in the dream and full, have full, clear visuals of everything. But if not, just use your imagination and imagine yourself in the scenario and now imagine yourself now with your awareness that it, in, 
basically you just change the outcome to the dream of to what you want it to be. So if you want to make sure your family's safe, you can just will them to be safe in your dream. You want to, uh, while you're in there, just tell your subconscious that they're safe and just give yourself some affirmations to say. You can say that too while you're in the visualization, while you're in the scene. Um, re really, there's no um, right or wrong way to do this other than visualize yourself in there and visualize and feel the outcome that you, you wish to have. And that actually can do some work into the subconscious mind. Fascinating. So it sounds as if you almost can use dreams like a meditative state to go in and out of them to work on the things that are perhaps holding you back in your life. And because isn't it true that sometimes it's easier to solve a problem in the dream than it is in real life? And then when you wake up, you sort of have solved the problem. I've heard that. Is that true? Uh, yeah. Is that accurate? That that's how powerful it can be in terms of sort of hacking into your dreams and, and manipulating yeah, that the is outcomes. How powerful. Can you tell us a little bit? There, but yeah, that is how powerful the, the mind and the intention is. You can go back into your dream or visualize a dream or just do some work in your dream uh, with a newfound awareness and that can actually resolve an issue in your waking life. Uh, because at that point, you're, you're in the subconscious. So like the subconscious beliefs are what are ruling our day-to-day, -day, our actions and thoughts and reactions to the world. So in the dream space, you're in that deep subconscious where those beliefs start. So you can uh, have a, a lasting impact uh, and find resolute in that way. This is interesting. It's opening my eyes to something. You know, I've always worked as a coach with people with uh, neuroscience using mantras to overcome beliefs, limiting beliefs, right? Whether usually you can find repetitive patterns people have that they sort of hit a ceiling with their career or they repeat patterns with relationships. And those patterns tell a story which is tied to some belief that's creating those outcomes. They have a belief that happened before the age of nine that has been hardwired into their conscious and they just repeat patterns. Their actions support their beliefs and mantras override that. But mantras take months. I mean, it's like a 90 day process to override uh, that erroneous belief that doesn't serve you with something new, which is why they're very effective. So what I'm hearing though, is you could actually, you know, I've always said, there's no way to hack this. You've got to, you got to just do the mantras for three months and it pro it's proven to be successful and it works. And I have ongoing mantras for over a decade, different things that I work on because we have so many beliefs that sometimes they just need to be overwritten. So what I'm hearing is that you possibly could hack a belief in the dream state and pot potentially speed up the process of getting there. Now, most people are not aware mm -hmm. of this. So they don't use this tool. In your process of helping people, how many students do you have? How many people becoming more aware of the science behind dreaming? I dare say science behind dreaming because that's what it sounds like, that you could actually turn it into a science that you can hack and change the outcomes of your life based on adjusting the beliefs that you could do in those uh, dreams. Am I am I on target here yep. with the thing? You, you got it. I'm and that's exactly why I'm even here with you right now. And why I've been called to do this work is that once I realized that dreams are a powerful tool, they're basically an untapped resource, an untapped healing and transformational tool 
that we all have access to every night. And when I really realized the extent of that and that our modern culture is mostly disconnected from it, and but ancient cultures saw the power of dreams. For example, the ancient Greeks and ancient Egyptians had what they called sleep temples where they'd have the uh, when and they would analyze the dreams of the patients who would stay overnight and then use those dreams to find some sort of um, healing path for that person mentally and physically. And so when I realized how disconnected we are and how powerful dreams are, again, an untapped resource, I just gave me this motivation to spread this message, to stand up on a pedestal, not literally, literally but, uh, but to just shout out, like, you have this tool. Every night you're getting a cheat sheet for life towards finding insights and inspiration around things that you're wanting to create in your life, around obstacles that are physical obstacles, challenges, you know, physical health, really anything that's present in our life that is a challenge or that we're wanting to create, we're getting guidance and breadcrumbs in our dreams. Um, and so that's what excites So amazing. So amazing. And it's not complicated from what I hear. And you don't need complicated tools to get started. If I hear it correctly, they get started. You know, have a journal with a pen next to you in, in, in bed. Set the intention that you want to capture the dream. You want to learn from them. You want to observe them. And then capture the information and see the pattern and ask yourself, you know, what is this showing me about who I am? You know, what is this showing me about my state of mind, my state of being? Anything else? I mean, is it that simple? I mean, that seems like a pretty simple, straightforward thing for anyone to be able to implement. Anything else? How do people yeah, get started? Yeah, there, is that it, it? it is pretty simple, but there is also a bit of a learning curve because um, it's a self-empowered approach to dream interpretation is what I encourage versus looking up the meaning of a dream online or in a book. And the reason I say that in a nutshell is that, you know, you dream of a lion or a tiger so for you, Tulio, a dream of a lion might mean something for you. It might mean something totally different for me and something completely different for another person. But if you go online, all three of us would get the same meaning. And it might work for some of us, but the, the best method is to learn to interpret your dream for yourself. And so that's what I break down into five steps is just to, to have that inner inquiry versus looking outside for an answer. Because once we develop and trust in our ability to understand our dreams for ourselves. We're empowered with that tool for life and we're getting the unique messages that are tailored, custom tailored for us. Um, and, and so that's how that works. But, but essentially once you learn just those steps, it's, it's easy to uh, implement. Uh, and another thing I've also found with myself and students is that by practicing this self-inquiry and dream interpretation versus looking up symbols online. It also helps to strengthen your intuition and your confidence, which carries over into your day-to-day. -day. Yeah, amazing. Uh, it just dawned on me that there's a lot of spiritual practices where you had sages who recorded what meanings of certain dreams were and there are people who use that as a guide, but the reality is all you're seeing is a glimpse into their state of being, the people who interpreted their yeah. own dreams. <laughs> so if, if you are one of what, how, how many people have that, then it, it's spot on for you, but the rest 
could be just an interpretation of someone else's projection. So I love this idea of, of uh, uh, learning from yourself and interpreting it yourself. Ty, we're, we're up on time. This has been a fascinating conversation. If people want to learn more and they want to uh, investigate this for themselves, learn how to be their own dream interpreter practitioners, how can they do that? Yeah, thanks for asking. So my website is soul, S-O-U-L, dash dreamers with an S. So soul-dreamers.com is my website. And I do have an activated dreamer masterclass, which you'll see on there. And there's also a free offer, uh, which will give you a couple modules that, where we go into the history of dreams, ancient cultures and modern culture influenced by dreams, just to kind of give you a little bit of inspiration, as well as tips to remember your dreams. Great to have you with us today. Everyone listening, till next time, stay safe. Thank you, Julio.